I'm Amina Zina, and you're listening to the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. If you're ready to take your fitness, your body, and your life to the next level, then this is the place to be. And I'm so excited you're here. So now let's begin. Yo, it's so crazy. As I'm sitting down to make this podcast about traveling and how that affects your fitness, I can hear an airplane landing because I live really close to the airport in Amsterdam. So I want to talk about how travel can affect your gains and your fat loss or your growth or whatever it is that you want out of fitness. How can we mix in the traveling? Because most of my clients are like jet setters. You know what I mean? Like, Everybody I know seems to be taking trips all the time. I have a lot of clients and friends even who work and travel. And like for me, you know, I'm originally from a small town in America, West Virginia. So let me give a quick intro before we we dive in. I'm Amina Zina. For those of you that have been here, you know what it is. This is Stay Fit. This is Stay Lit. And for those of you that are here for the first time, I am your host. I am a personal trainer and group fitness instructor And I have been for the past 12 years, since 2009. And I've taught so many group fitness classes, it's crazy. The number's going up, I'd say it's about 15,000 classes in person. Most of the time I spent in my career was in New York City for eight years, but I now live in Amsterdam in the Netherlands for the past two years. And even before I moved to New York, my hometown and places I've lived before, I've lived in Washington, DC, I was teaching fitness in other places in America and now I'm an online trainer and I work with people in almost every continent. I've worked with somebody in almost every continent so far except for Africa and Antarctica. Wait, is Antarctica a continent? Oh no, please don't school me on that. But that's pretty much it. I have clients everywhere. Singapore, Philippines, Hawaii, Australia, Britain, Amsterdam, New York, Texas, Mexico. Like I've worked with people everywhere. Anyways, though, that's enough about me. I wanted to talk about travel, though, because travel has just been on my mind and really just like it's been something that I noticed that if you do it too much, it can definitely start to impact your fitness. Like the people I work with that travel a lot, sometimes it can be hard because you're not able to stay in any sort of routine. And even for myself, as much as I am so good with macros and making sure I'm eating well, and I definitely use the hotel gyms and I definitely can still stay on track most of the time, depending on the type of vacation or travel that we're having. So that's another thing too, is like if you're traveling for work and you have to be somewhere at 9 a.m. for a conference and you know, you landed at 11 p.m. that night and I, I have clients that are in that position a lot where it's like, They have crazy work hours on top of the fact that they're traveling, shifting time zones, circadian rhythm is going out of whack. So there's different types of traveling. I don't want to talk about the different types of traveling. I want to talk about how to make it work, how I've made it work. But basically, yeah, like I feel like when I go on vacation, a lot of times when I was in New York, when you live in New York City, man, you need to go on vacation at least two or three times a year. Like it's a need. Well, at least for me, you know, I can't speak for everybody. And for me, I would go a lot of times on these really relaxing resort vacations where I didn't do anything. Like sometimes I wouldn't even leave the resort. Like a lot of times I would take rest vacations where I would literally rest for at least eight days. My preferred minimum stay anywhere is eight to 10 days because I personally do not like getting on a plane uh, more than once a week. It's just a lot. Like as much as I love to travel and, and now that I have, now I have lived in Europe, like I've lived internationally, 
I don't like to travel like most of the year, you know, whereas I know people that travel most of the year. But for me, I like having some stability. I like having some routine. So that's why even for me, like even when I go visit places, I like to stay longer. Like I'd much rather stay in one city for like a week or two because sometimes I went on a trip in 2018. Lask me, I love you. She's like one of my best friends, but she'd be wanting to go to every city every other day. And I was like, girl, I can't keep up. I was missing my flights. I'm not even kidding. I never miss flights, but she'd be moving quick through them cities. And I was like, girl, like this is fun. You know, we went to a bunch of different places, Barcelona and London. We went to Amsterdam. We were supposed to go somewhere else, but I just couldn't even do it. I actually ended up staying a longer time in Amsterdam. Like I was with a few friends and they left and like I stayed for like two more days just to relax. Like for me, I do love to travel, but again, it's not like, like I don't have the travel bug. If I go somewhere new, like I had a personal rule for myself that at least I would go on a vacation twice a year and one of those places would be somewhere new because I also have a tendency to go back to the same places like two or three times. Like I went to Jamaica twice in the same year because I just loved it. You know, like I've been to London two or three times now. When I used to visit Amsterdam, I used to visit Amsterdam. Like I think I went three times before I moved here and I didn't go to anywhere else in Europe a lot of the times. Like I haven't even really gone many places since I've even moved here, to be honest, because I moved here in 2019 and I was just so concerned with setting up my foundation in Amsterdam that Yeah, I traveled a little bit. I went to Germany for the first time, but like, you know, same time zone. I went by train. Germany and Amsterdam are right next to each other, literally. So it wasn't like I was going to all these new places in 2019. And then in 2020, I didn't even leave Amsterdam at all. I I was in Amsterdam for like a full calendar year. So, you know, for me, like traveling isn't necessarily something like I like crave, you know, but in New York, I really had to travel because mentally you will burn out physically emotionally all that New York takes a really psychological toll on you so I just had to go for that reason so I would travel a lot when I lived in New York and now that I'm in Amsterdam it's almost like I gotta be like okay I gotta kind of make myself travel because Amsterdam is a much easier place to be in like there is no stress here like I don't even know what there is to be stressed about in Amsterdam to be honest like it's just so smooth it works Everything's efficient, everything's on point, predictable, safe, cool, chill, lit, no worries. You know, New York City is absolutely pandemonium, you know what I mean? So I was like, sometimes I need that moment to reset. And because I am a trainer, a lot of the times when I go on vacations, I don't work out because I'm like, okay, you know, my body could actually use a rest. I'm teaching like 15, 20 classes a week, up to 30 sometimes, always working out, always lifting. So it is good to give your body a rest. Uh, and that's also something I actually have to, each client we have to go through individually because depending on how many times a week you're working out, like you may not need a week out of the gym. You know what I mean? And that's where, that's where it's good to have a personal trainer. It's good to have somebody to actually talk through these things with and come up with a strategy because so much of results in fitness is strategy. And I totally acknowledge that not everybody in fitness is looking to have some sort of huge outward appearance shift or anything like that. And I I appreciate that. A lot of people are working out just because they know it's good for their health. It makes them feel good. It's good mental release. Yeah, you might tone up a little bit. Yeah, you might, you know, drop an inch or two here or there. And like, that's great. Like some people are are just like that person. I think that's cool. I think that's mostly where most you should spend most of your time in fitness is in the maintenance phase. Like, I mean, at a certain point, 
like how much building and shedding fat and, and stuff do you really want to do? Like at a certain point, you definitely want to get to that maintenance phase. But if you're really looking to change things up, like you're looking to drop a few sizes in your jeans, you're really looking to like build your glutes, you're looking to really recomp your body. Like if you want to have like a true before and after picture and sustain it for long term, you need a strategy, period. There's no way you're going to just randomly figure out how to build lean mass and hit macros. You know what I mean? That's definitely something you have to take time to sit down, to learn, to implement with a level of accountability that ensures that you actually do it. So as a personal trainer, I think the best thing I offer is not only the highest caliber of tools in the fitness industry, I definitely feel like I do, but also just the accountability, not just the accountability, but the accountability is everything. Like, yes, you can get the information because I give out NASM information. For me, I just teach National Academy of Sports Medicine. Like, you know, it's not to brag or anything like that, but, you know, I started this in 2009. I went to New York City, learned from the best of the best in the top gyms, top trainers, top physiotherapists. And, you know, I've done so many practical exams. I worked at Equinox. I worked at Crunch. I've had my own business for 12 years. You know, when I tell you, yeah, the information is important. Absolutely. The information is important. But the information, when it's absolutely and objectively true, is out there for you. Like, that's always going to be true. Like, I'm not teaching trendy stuff. I'm just teaching the truth that I learned from doctors and seasoned personal trainers, like I said, in New York City, in the best of the best for years and years. I have eight certifications. Like, the knowledge is there, but the accountability, someone that can actually relate to you on your level and teach you how to make it fit around your lifestyle, that is what you really need in order to make it successful long-term. So you need to know, okay, depending on how much I travel, you know, what is my routine going to look like throughout the week? Like, are you somebody that's traveling every single week to a new city? Are you shifting time zones? Or are you traveling once or twice, three times a year? If you're traveling once, twice, three times a year, you probably don't need to do that much different, right? Like a one week vacation twice a year isn't going to mess up your results. Like, you're fine. You could literally do what you want. You could decide that, hey, I don't want to log my food and I don't want to work out. Okay, cool. You could take two weeks off a year. Any fitness level, anybody, that will not throw you off. But again, what I'm talking about is like, are you taking a weekend trip twice a month, every month? Are you, you know what I mean? That's where you really have to ask yourself that question. Because again, I work with so many people and this definitely seems to be something that has a huge impact on your results or not. And I can definitely say that when you are in the process of a body recomp, meaning like you really want that before and after picture, you kind of need to just bunker down and make this like your top priority for a minute. So that's why it's really important, I think, in order to make that change. It doesn't even matter what you're going through in your personal life. Like I recomped my body when I had just moved to New York with absolutely no friends or money or resources. Like you would think being in shape should have been the last thing on my mind. But I was like, no, regardless, I don't care if I'm poor. I don't care if I fail in life. I'm going to still look good. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was like, I'm going to still be fit and healthy. Like health is number one. I'm not going to be able to do anything of value if I'm not healthy. And like, if you're not really feeling yourself, life isn't going to be as fun. And you're not going to show up as a person that can really like operate on that higher level to bring in like higher levels of income. You know what I mean? I teach that to my clients a lot. Like, You have to know how to maintain an energetic consistency with the lifestyle that you really want. So for me, I've had moments where I've bitten off more than I can chew. 
like like example that one trip i went on in 2018 where we went to like four different cities in like three days it was just a lot like that's for me biting off more than i can chew and i appreciate that lesson i now know what i need from a travel itinerary and even just with my future plans with the traveling I plan on doing and like my boyfriend is in a band and he's touring all the time and a lot of people think that's the dream like and it is a dream like 100% the dream but man the way they be touring and like they're in a literally new state in a new city every day sometimes they tour a lot in North America and Europe and it's just like wow man I wouldn't I don't even know if I could keep up with it like I would love to try but like I personally I think I'd have a meltdown if I toured as aggressively as they toured. But, you know, for some people, for them, that's excitement. That's life. That's, like, that's everything. Like I said, I've had friends, so many friends that are, like, in a new country every single week. Like, and a lot of my friends on that travel level, like, I can't keep up with. But I think, you know, that's cool that they can do it. And that's exactly what we want to talk about is, like, okay, if you are somebody that is traveling frequently, you need to have bands with you at all times. Like, always bring resistance bands. You know what I mean? You definitely need fitness apps in your phone. You need to put things in your calendar and your schedule. If you're going to the same places a lot, just checking the surrounding area for a grocery store. You might need to invest in like these little induction top stoves that you can take with you. Like if you're somebody that drives a lot from conferences to meetings for your corporate job or whatever in the States, definitely invest in getting like your own portable cookware always bringing a scale with you and like starting to learn, even if you have to go out to eat, like if you're in America, the number one thing I tell people is like, if you got to get fast food, get Chipotle. Like that's real ass food right there. That's beans, that's meat. It could be vegan. It could be low calorie. It could be keto. It could be anything. I don't really, you know, I personally do not prescribe eating in a keto diet all the time. Definitely. There are seasons in life where it's good to go low, low carb, almost to no carb. I definitely agree with like, some moments, some areas, some days, even for myself, like even today, literally I'm chilling today. I'm not really, my body isn't asking for too many starchy carbs. Like I had a bagel and I had like a burger on a a whole wheat bun. And like, that was kind of it. Like I'm not really feeling any more bready carby things. Like, so yeah, listening to your body and having lower starches sometimes is okay, but completely cutting carbs forever as a lifestyle is just going to backfire. It doesn't even work scientifically. So that's why I don't suggest keto. But anyways, like it's just about knowing and planning ahead. Like also when I lived in New York, I always would plan sort of my route and my day around food. Like I always, fortunately, all the gyms and boutiques I worked at always is like close to a Whole Foods or a salad. Like New York is very, like people in New York know how to market. Like if they see a gym or a fitness boutique pop up, the next thing you're going to see beside it is the juice cleanse place and the runner world, you know, shoe store. I guess that's a zoning thing in any city. I guess you try to put you know, like-minded businesses around each other. But yeah, so just mapping out what you're doing and where you're going and then also knowing how to utilize fasting for your own just nutrition maintenance. Because something I teach everybody I work with is the importance of understanding what a fast is and how it affects your body and how it can be useful whether you want to gain size, like whether you're somebody that's skinny, you relate to being skinny and you want to get thicker or just more fit or you're a guy, you want to get more swole, Or if you're somebody that's bigger, you feel like you're fat and you want to lean out or you want to, you know, lose weight. Either way, fasting can be a good tool because when you're in a true state of fast, your body is releasing human growth hormone. Human growth hormone is essential for building muscles, for repairing your organs and really just helping your body be at its best. That's why babies sleep so much. Babies be sleeping. They get in that REM sleep. And when you're in that state of REM sleep, your body's releasing 
the most human growth hormone. That's literally what causes your body to heal. So that's why sleep is so important. One, you need to be getting eight to 10 hours of sleep, getting your REM sleep. That's also something with travel. It's like, okay, are you really going to be able to get sleep? Like, don't say you're going to sleep on the flight. You are not sleeping on no flight, boo-boo. You flying at 6,000 miles up in the sky. When you close your eyes, that's just like an adrenaline nap. That's not real, like, quality sleep. You know what I mean? You got cortisol pumping. Like, flying is so freaking unnatural and stressful on the body. Like, you're not, human beings are not designed to be in that part of the atmosphere moving that fast across the ocean. On Like, you know what I'm saying? So traveling definitely takes a huge toll on the body, on the sleep. But like I was saying about knowing how to use fasting for your advantage and the nutrition aspect is like, okay, you know, when you're in a state of fast, your body's releasing human growth hormone. And once you break that fast, breakfast isn't just about having bacon and eggs. Breakfast means I'm breaking my fast. And once you rev up your insulin cycles from breaking your fast, your body expects food at regular intervals. Otherwise, it starts to eat itself. So if you let your body go four, five, six, seven, eight hours in between meals, at that point, your body is eating its own muscle. That's called being in a catabolic state. So when you lift weights and you eat enough, you're in an anabolic state. You're building muscle. You're leaning out. You're staying fit. Your systems are operating. Your battery's up. You know how when your phone gets all glitchy and slow when it's on low battery? That's you on that crazy low calorie bullshit. That's you skipping meals. in like So many people will be like, yeah, I ate breakfast at 7 a.m. and my next meal is at 4 p.m., And that's exactly why your metabolism is slow as fuck. Like, you know, if you want to speed up your metabolism, you need to eat at regular intervals to keep your body revved up and and working properly. All the systems, your brain, your blood sugar, everything flowing. You don't want these crashes and then spikes in your blood sugar. So you want to stay stable. That's why eating lower glycemic carbs and fruits and vegetables and things like that have a much more consistent effect in your blood sugar levels. So Whenever you're traveling and you know you're not going to be able to get consistent food, you know you're not going to land for nine hours and you're not going to have time to eat or whatever, you are so much better just being in a state of fast. You're so much better just drinking water on the flight and flight attendants be fighting me every time I be fasting and they try to give me the food. Like, Are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm like, I'm positive. I'm not going to sit here, spike my blood sugar with this fake ass white carb that's 200 calories and then y'all not going to give me no more snacks for six hours and then it's going to be like a brownie and here I am you know trying to be lean as hell with you know 300 calories of catabolic food in my system you go to the airport it's eight dollars for a bottle of water and a you know food poisoning breakfast burrito I'd rather just wait a lot of times you know again depending on where you're traveling to like Schiphol airport if you come to Amsterdam boo you can eat here you you'll be good it's real food it's real lettuce it's real fresh spelt bread you know JFK in New York I'm not I will not I cannot pay for food in that airport like I'm not gonna spend like $25 on a three-day-old romaine you know GMO chicken salad that's just not for me so it's just also knowing like okay what airports what cities, where am I going? Like, if you're going somewhere crazy different, like tropical Thailand, like, I don't think there's even food in the airport. Like, I, I no, actually there is. I don't want to say there isn't, but like, I don't remember being like, yeah, like there's, there's just certain places you go in the world and the, and the airport and maybe the infrastructure, it may not be a place that has like, okay, this, you know, sort of macro friendly food resource, like, Like I said, like, I don't think you go to Thailand and you're not going to have Chipotle. That's not an option. You're going to have to go out to the market and kind of get different plates of pad thai and things like that. And that's also a whole nother sort of thing we're talking about. Like, what style of travel are you doing? Are you going to Vegas for a weekend? Are you going to be drinking 
Like if you're traveling and pounding six packs of beer every weekend and not getting sleep, it's like you can't go four days out of the week doing good and then three literally doing everything that goes against progress and expect to keep and maintain progress. So it's like travel, have fun, do your thing. But like if like I said, if you're one of those people, like especially New Yorkers, every single weekend, you got a bachelorette, you're going to Philly for this, you're going to Vegas for that. It's just a two hour flight to Miami. If you're doing that every weekend and you're not hitting the gym and your sleep's all off again, like you can't be on four days of the week and then three days of the week doing shit. Like you can barely afford maybe one or two days out of the weekend to be kind of being wild and out. But even then, you know, when you, again, when you are really trying to recomp your body and really change it and have a whole different like wardrobe because your body's different and you look different and you want that before and after picture, you kind of got to be willing to just settle down for a second and put travel on the back burner. And that's up to you. You know, I can't decide for you. You got to decide what season of your life that you're at. Like I've had those moments where I was like, yeah, this is like sort of my my little travel moment. Or again, whenever I've lived and moved to different cities, you know, shifting into a new environment, things like that. But just know what season that you're at in your life. Again, you can make it happen through a move and all these crazy times and this and that. But I think it would be easier if, you know, you're at a place with a little more stability, right? You could go to the grocery store and always sort of know and, and guarantee you can always get that thing that's going to work for you. And that way you can go through a program or whatever and you can put in your few weeks, your few months. Like I would give myself at least six months. Like if I really wanted to recomp my body and really learn fitness and really start lifting and make it a way of life, I would give myself at least six months of very minimal travel, like maybe one or two trips in that time max. You know what I mean? That would be my 100% professional suggestion. Like, so even when I had just moved to New York and just started working out, you know, like, and really lifting weights and really figuring that out, like, the first year I lived in New York, I left, like, two times. Literally, yeah. One time I went to Washington, D.C., which is on a bus three hours, you know, and I came back, like, the next day. And then the other time, you know, I, I went on, like, one or two day trips that whole year. So even though I had just moved to a new city, I traveled one or two times, like, but because I think I was just in New York and at least I could rely on knowing that I had certain things in my surroundings that really helped me stay focused with reaching the goals or helped me stay focused and consistent with the food. Cause you got to give your body consistency. Like you are what you repeatedly do and you are what you repeatedly eat. So you have to find a way to repeatedly eat the same things. And like I was saying before about Thailand and stuff, I went to Thailand. It was beautiful. I love Thailand. It changed my life. Just the nature, the beauty, being around people that weren't in the same Western mindset was really eye-opening and a beautiful experience. And the thing is, though, is that like I, I don't think I would have been able to like log my food out there because it's just not like that. There isn't a whole bunch of plastic and barcodes, and it's like the food is OD fresh. Like if you want to taste the freshest food of your life, the freshest octopus, peppers, fruit, pineapple, star fruit, passion fruit, lychee fruits, all the fruits you've never even seen or heard of. And if you want to taste and drink the freshest waters and have the best food, go to Thailand, go to the Philippines, go to Asia, go to like these more untapped Mexico, even like go to untapped unwesternized countries. If you want really tasty food where they haven't tampered with the soil, man, Thailand, just the taste of Thailand changed my life. But anyways, though, 
there was, there would have been no way to log any of that. Like I'm in a market eating all sorts of weird fish and scorpions and stuff. Like how do I log that? You know, even the pad thai that they would make, amazing, authentic Thai cuisine. Like I don't necessarily, you, you can kind of eyeball a cup of, you know, I guess noodles or rice, but you don't necessarily know what oil they're using or if they're using how much fish sauce or you, it's just harder when you're out at a street market versus like, okay, there's a Whole Foods in almost every city in America. So is you're traveling more about you going from like Texas to Atlanta? Because on that level, yeah, you can definitely make it work. You know there's the same stores. You know there's the same restaurants and stuff that you can get. But if you're doing all this international travel, more adventure excursion-y type of stuff, you know, you're going to Egypt or Morocco for the first time and everything's in a different language. What do you, you know what I mean? And you're in the middle of recomping your body. It's going to be way harder to get what you need. So yes, you can bring protein powders and you can bring protein bars, but if you're taking international flights and stuff, it's not like you can't be traveling with, you know, chicken in your, your luggage. Like, <laughs> you, so it's just really about having a strategy for your life. That's really what I think is the main message with the traveling and the fitness, because I think they go hand in hand. So many people have told me, because I, I do sales calls all the time and I always love doing them, even if I don't end up working with a person, just because... I learned so much and so much of the time people are like, I want to travel and like look good while I travel, if that makes sense. Like being fit and traveling just seem to work together because when you're traveling, you feel so inspired. You want to take pictures and videos for social media. You want to buy new clothes. You want to look good. You want to, maybe you're going to meet somebody and your whole life is going to change. Like, and I think because of that energy around traveling, just like man, wouldn't it feel nice to really take that bikini picture and post it without a filter, without swiping it through Facetune? Like, man, wouldn't it be good to be on the beach with your man or your girl or whoever you want to be with in that way and you're, like, loving each other and feeling each other's beach body and, like, just wearing that cute outfit while you're out in the club dancing in a tropical villa and you want to be wearing the crop top and the cute shirt? Like, yeah, you want to be fit while you travel and do that stuff. I think a lot of people do feel that way. So I think it's important to know that first and foremost, get your home life together before you start traveling. And that's another thing too. Are you traveling for fun, truly, genuinely for fun, for rest, for leisure? Or are you traveling to run away from your problems? Now, if you're traveling for work and you have to travel for work, keep doing that. Like that's just kind of part of the job, figure out the way to manage it. If you need to switch your job, that's one thing. But like if you're traveling for work, then you really got to make sure your strategy is on point and that eating and nutrition and fitness has to be seen as also part of your job. I think anybody, it's really helpful to see fitness and nutrition as part of your job. Like after a work day, don't consider yourself done with work until you've worked out. Or if you work out in the morning, same thing. Like consider that your work day has to start with a workout. Please, if you really want fitness to really stick do not see it as a chore or a hobby because it's neither of those things it is not a chore it's a privilege that your body is fit and you're healthy and that you're able to be there and it's part of you being your best and it's really important because sometimes business gets a bad rap like I feel like oh business and masculinity and working too much is kind of right now in the coaching space and in the Instagram and the life space is kind of has a bad rap and I understand that I can definitely see multiple perspectives but Business is a good thing because you're helping people, you're helping yourself, you're staying focused, you know that when you're at work, you're on point and you're doing what you need to do, you need to apply that energy to your fitness, right? You need to apply that energy so when you travel, you know, if you really have to get to bed or whatever 
and, and get to the presentation the next morning, do it. Implement your fasting, get a workout in the day before, get a workout in the day of, in the morning before you travel, right? Just knowing how to shift your schedule, having to say no to certain things. Like, you know what I mean? So many times, like, you have to say no, whether you're traveling or not. Sometimes you really have to say no to that extra happy hour. Like, you don't always, like, need to see your friends. Like, if you're out and about, like, I'm sorry, this is just my own personal like just perspective but like if you're out with your friends literally more than four nights a week and that's like a stretch like after the age of like you know because friends are so important relationships are literally more important to me than business and money but at the same time like you need to be about your business and about your money and about your health about your fitness about you as a person about your passions and like if you're constantly hanging out with friends and just going to like bullshit restaurants and eating popcorn and drinking beers like more than four nights a week, like you probably need to really evaluate some things. Like you're probably not going to be super successful if like you're literally pouring out all of your time and best energy and messing up your nutrition in the sake of hanging out with your friends. You know what I mean? Like you, sh- you shouldn't have to, you know, give up friends to have reach your goals. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying like you might have to shift some priorities around. You definitely will have to shift priorities around if you expect to make fitness and and recomping your body and learning nutrition a lifestyle it doesn't have to take up so much time forever but the same way when you go to learn anything there's always a learning curve doesn't matter what it is an instrument a new method in your business uh you know even like if you're just somebody that's like uh, relationships like I was like watching relationship stuff the other day and emotional healing sort of stuff even that takes structure and work like I'm literally taking a course that's just all about managing my emotions like literally it's all about mindsets all about emotions like you have to journal every week even that stuff takes work you know what I mean even the untangible stuff takes work so like there is a learning curve for anything and when you are really serious about getting a result with the thing you're learning you have to make it a priority like when I decided to become a DJ in 2014 I started taking lessons and I went to the DJ school and I forget I think it was like anywhere from 1500 to 1800 dollars for like three or four months of DJ lessons. And I think that's a great deal. That's an amazing, it was like, you know, so I paid it. And then as part of that tuition cost, they had a DJ lab that was open three hours a day. So I was like, I'm paying for it. I'm making this my focus. I want to become a professional DJ, not just for fun. I really want to do this and, and make money and go out to the club scene and be a regular. So yeah, I really like every single day that I was in that program, I went to the DJ lab and practiced for three hours. I didn't do that after I became a DJ. I didn't, you know, I don't do that now. But because I spent that time up front, a lot more time in the beginning, really honing and crafting and practicing that skill, I was able to start DJing right away. Like I literally just sat there and grinded for four months, got my mixes together, got my playlist together in between my clients and my classes. I squeezed in the time. I gave up my naps. (laughs) I gave up a little bit of IG scrolling and I went to the DJ lab every day and then I became a DJ after four months of just consistently doing that. And then once I became a DJ, now I'm getting paid to practice. Now I have set aside time to go do my gigs, but it wasn't like I needed to put three hours a day now towards learning something. It was already now a skill I had in the bag. And that's with fitness too. Like, yeah, in the beginning you are, like if you're serious, you are gonna need a coach. You are gonna have to like, research articles on your own you are going to spend time in the grocery store like that 10 minute trip is now going to be 30 because you're going to be reading labels you're going to be cooking a lot more you're going to be trying new recipes you're going to be trying new protein powders like 
You're going to have to spend a little more time and energy in the beginning to learn these things. But then once it's a habit and it's a routine and it's a tool, now it's just an hour a day. Now you don't even think twice. You whip up your meal, you hit macros, boom, you're done. You're not even thinking about it. You know what I mean? So if you're traveling all the time, like I said, if you're traveling for work, you must see it as part of your work. If you're traveling for leisure and fun, then it's not really, like I said, I think three, two to three weeks a year, if that's all you're traveling, don't even worry about it. Take your time, do what you need to do. Maybe work out a little bit at the hotel, get the healthy meals, keep it pushing. You traveling more than three weeks a year, you really got to really, really think about your strategy. You're traveling multiple times a month, you really got to think about your strategy. And you really got to know that, like like I was saying, when it's time to really make this shit different, when you, when you want that before and after picture, you need to sit down a little bit with that learning curve and be with that learning curve. So, you know, again, ask yourself what season of your life that you're in. Ask yourself if your traveling is just a way to avoid yourself or is it something that's really authentic to you and part of your mission? Because I know pilgrimages have been such a thing for humans. Like in every culture, I feel like there's some like element of a pilgrimage that humans have done and do. And a lot of times it's in with religion and stuff like that. But I'm not even talking about religion. It's just more like, traveling is something that is innate in us and we want to explore and it's a super fun thing to do and I encourage everyone to do it you don't even need a lot of money to do it these days you know what I mean you can save up a thousand bucks and go somewhere for a week and have the best time of your life honestly like most of my trips in New York I was not spending more than 1500 you know what I mean like and I was going to five-star resorts and Jamaica and all that like it doesn't have to be crazy expensive to travel and see the world which is why so many people are doing it and People are now getting paid to travel. So that's why I want to say like as much as traveling is important and I'm here for the travel vibes and stuff, it's just about managing, it's about managing your expectations depending on the type of work you're putting in. You know what I mean? Like if you're really consistent and you're really grinding, you can expect to have good results. If you haven't been consistent in the right ways, you're not really logging your food, you're not really showing up to your workouts, you're not really, because you're traveling, because you're flying all the time, because you're drinking all the weekend, you're not really caring, like, don't be mad when you don't get the results. You know what I mean? But I think a lot of people, you need to hear this. You need to hear it. If you're listening to this, it's because you need to hear it. And even if you haven't started traveling yet, or if you're kind of like me, like I like to travel, but it's not like I'm dying to travel all the time, you know, you still need to have a strategy. You still need to have a plan, but it makes it a lot easier when you are just sort of at home. And that's another thing too. I think if you're listening to this and you're somebody that doesn't like to travel a lot, I suggest one or two trips a year, even one trip, start with that. Like promise yourself one or two trips a year. I am so happy I made that rule for myself. Like, yeah, 2020 was the first year I couldn't do that rule because it's a pandemic. I did go home. I went to Morgantown to visit my family for 10 days. But literally, like I said, that was from December till December last in 2020. I was in Amsterdam. And that's also, it really made me miss traveling. And like, I think I did bike to cities in the Netherlands. Like I I went to bike to my friend in Harlem and, you know, stuff like that. So I can't say I necessarily didn't go anywhere new. Harlem was the new city I went to. See, Harlem is a neighborhood. No, I'm sorry. Harlem is an entire city in the Netherlands and it's a neighborhood in New York. And I lived in Harlem. So it felt like a very full circle moment for me. So I did go to one new place. So I actually did stick to my rule. Oh, wow. I'm glad I realized that. I stuck to my rule. I went to one new place in 2020 in 2021 i've already traveled to new york from amsterdam so that was my first trip and my second trip i'll be going to switzerland yay i'm super excited to go boyfriend he booked uh their band booked some a cruise a rock cruise and then some dates at the hard rock hotel so i'll be out there 
and it's a whole new currency, a whole new everything. So I'm excited to see what that's about. So yeah, that's just what I wanted to say today. If you have any questions about working with me one-on-one, you can head over to my website, aminazinafitness.com, and you can fill out a little application, and we can set aside a phone call, and we can talk about it. And other than that, just wanted to say, hope you have a great day today. Hope you're living your best life. You're staying fit. You're eating well. You're drinking water, taking care of your mindset. It really is how you see yourself that matters. It's really important to have good conversations with yourself about your health, about the things you want, about the things you want to manifest. So with that being said, if you're feeling the podcast, I would appreciate it if you would give it a five-star rating in iTunes so other people can find it and hear the message. And let me know how you're doing on IG if you want to stay connected there. Hit me up, Amina Zena Fitness. If you want, you can find me on YouTube. I'll be posting a lot more content there as well, totally different content than what's on here because you got to keep it fresh. Also, start playing the bass. So if you want to catch me playing the bass, find me on TikTok, Amina Zena. I'm just going to be everywhere, all over the place, because why not? So until then, see you then. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you learned something useful and enjoyed what you listened to. And if you did, please feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode and post it in your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag me, at aminazina underscore fitness because I want to meet you and I want to shout you out. So thanks again and until the next time, stay fit, stay